and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Good morning, folks. I'm coming to you February 26, 2024, and I'd like to talk to you about a few things politically for the day, of course, as this is the crossroads of politics and psychology, and tell you a bit about what's upcoming. I recorded with Officer Mark Bua, who's been on the podcast a few times, and we're going to release what is a public service announcement, in my view, as to how women can become more aware of how they've been indoctrinated by silly TV programs and uh, and movies and the culture that tries to make them believe that if they take a jiu-jitsu class that they're perfectly equipped to go hand-to-hand with men. I think this is placing women in harm's way. I think it's making them carry beliefs that put them in danger. And this is everything to do with the second, third, and fourth rail feminists, as well as the media culture that shows women engaging in combat with men in, in, in Marvel comics and police shows and so forth, where the reality is obviously starkly different. And I've started to become quite concerned about women. I think they're in a lot of trouble. Men are in their own way, but I think women are really under the thumb of what's happening in our culture these days. And so we're going to release that probably next week. I'm doing some editing on it as it's a bit more of a complex project. And I also had an interview with a a person running for Congress in California. It was somewhat of a bizarre interview, I must say. And I'm not sure if I'll release it, but perhaps I will. I thought I would give her a fair shake. Her campaign contacted me to ask if she could be interviewed. And um, she came on, and we had a very tough time understanding her due to her language barrier, second language from Korea. Seemingly earnest woman and so forth, but it was quite an odd interview. So we'll see what happens with that. A little thought for the day before I get on to the, the topics of the day. I've begun thinking more and more about the existential in life, upon waking especially. I don't know what you think, but I think mornings could be thought of as a period where each person has to find bravery for him or herself. I've been cold plunging for years, and it just dawned upon me today, as I was sitting there in the cold plunge around the fourth minute, that I think this is about finding bravery. I think it's simply a placebo effect where I get to do something difficult and emerge feeling tough, ready to take things on. I don't know how you do that. If you have any tips you'd like to share with the Real Clear podcast community, you can comment on the posts on realclearpodcast.com. We could perhaps all share our bravery tips for the morning. If nighttime and, and bedtime and sleep could be thought of as an existential womb where we are nurtured and warm and feeling like we're taken care of, mornings could be thought of as birth or awakening could be thought of as birth. And then the first steps you take afterwards are our courage walk. I really think this is true. It's probably why a lot of people drink too much coffee in the morning. They're trying to find courage. They're trying to find the liquid courage to take those few steps toward the door. We all have our own ways of doing it. So please share. Okay, so today I'd like to talk about a few things. One thing in particular is immigration. And 
where I'm going to venture forth today is going to seem to a lot of you like it's conspiracy theory driven, but it, it really is not. So as best you can, try to take emotion out of this and listen to my analysis and think to yourself, is what Dr. Klein's saying reasonable? Is it more likely to be true or more likely to be false? I'd be surprised if you landed up on the false side. So obviously, both sides of the aisle, anyone who is interested in reality, is acknowledging that more illegal immigrants have crossed over the southern border in the Biden administration that at any time in history, it's been almost 7 million people who have had encounters at the southern border. And around 3 to 4 million have gained entry into the country after an encounter. Now, we have no idea how many people have simply not had an encounter with a Border Patrol official or a Texas guard or a California guard, if there is such a thing, and have then led in the, been led in the country on their own volition. We probably have somewhere around 5 to 8 million people who have gained entry into the country and that is larger than many states. Just put that into perspective. That is a larger population than many U.S. states. Here's the analysis. The first questions to ask would be, why would the Biden administration let this problem go on so long? Why, after this is an identified problem, wouldn't there have been an, an immediate and acute solution to the problem, whether that's the deployment of many guards, whether that's a finishing of the Trump wall, etc., like Mallorca said he was going to do in that odd story that I broke earlier or later last year. Why wouldn't this have been solved right away? Why turn on the tap water and let it run until there's a flood? Uh, a lot of people say they're importing voters, and I once said something to that extent, but what I meant was the following. Obviously, the first leg of people coming in illegally cannot legally vote, Yes, there are going to be some who do, and there are pushes, like, say, in Pennsylvania, to get that to happen rather immediately. Now, subversive pushes in their, in their voting processes, like linking voting to driver's licenses and then removing many, if not all, restrictions to obtaining driver's licenses. Yes, there are Democrats in Pennsylvania trying to do that. But the Democrat Party overall, the National Party, they have a much longer-term strategy and I must say, I, th I think they've won. So here's the strategy. What they are concerned with are the people, are the children of these illegal immigrants who will themselves be legal citizens. They will be American citizens. Now, these children of the illegal immigrants are guaranteed to be voters for the Democrat Party. Why? because the Republicans are going to be the very mean people who want to deport their parents. And the Democrats are going to be the very nice people who want their parents to stay. Who exactly do you think these children of the illegals, the newly minted American citizens, in 18 years' time, or less, are going to vote for? Yes, the answer is obvious. No one is going to vote to expel their parents from the country. So the Democrats have been unbelievably Machiavellian here, and they've been politically wise, in a sense. To the extent that politics does not embody a cultural ethic, they've been subversively and psychopathically wise. It's very possible that under the Biden administration, 
the future of Republican politics is effectively over. After around two presidential cycles from now, there will not be another Republican president. The two-party system has effectively ended. This is unless the Republicans completely reverse their position on immigration and so forth, and they could contend with these, this new voting bloc. I see that as unlikely. And so this is the end of the two-party system in two or three presidential cycles. In, in the next generation, there is a guaranteed, solidified voting bloc who will themselves be residing in swing states. And this is going to be a, a tectonic shift for America. Now, the question following this analysis, is this conscious or is this not conscious at the level of government? And this part, admittedly, I cannot substantiate. But it's hard to imagine that this could not be conscious and intentional at the level of government. In fact, that is the purpose of political engineers, is to foresee issues like this and to engineer them. Now, the rest of the country, I think, outside of higher levels of government behind the scenes, are much less conscious of this particular purpose of letting in this, in this many illegals. And yes, it's perfectly fine to say illegal immigrant. And as we become more cluster B as a society, we become more borderline, more narcissistic as a population. There's more and more people who believe in no boundaries at the southern border because they don't believe in psychological and emotional boundaries between people. Remember, that's what cluster B is defined as. Narcissism is most primarily defined as in a lack of distinction between inner and outer, between self and other. And so the more we have the snowflake culture, the narcissistically organized individuals proliferating throughout various levels of society, the safe space people, and so on, they already don't believe in boundaries interpersonally. Why would they believe in boundaries between groups of people or between nations? This is something that should worry you, because just as they don't believe in boundaries between people and nations, they don't believe in boundaries between, well, your money and theirs. It should all be one. You see how Marxism, Maoism, and to a large extent socialism is inherently a cluster B economic and social policy. It is a narcissistically organized policy, lack of boundaries, unidimensional, unitary. Now, and that's not the same as e pluribus unum, because that's out of many one. This is simply to say that out of many should not be in the slogan. I think that's really all I wanted to talk about today. And let me know what you think about this. It's the single issue right now. It is the absolute single issue. And we'll see where this goes, but I think the two-party system is over in three or four presidential cycles. Take care.